This is the Aftermarket Radio Network. It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Hey, good morning, everyone. I hope you're crushing life today. And if you're not, then I challenge you to get out, rise and grind and get it done. Coach Chris Cotton here from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, where we work hard to support you in both your auto repair shop success and your personal success. As you get into today's episode, I know you know someone in your network who can benefit from today's topic. Please take time to share it personally with them or share through your social network if you truly think it's something those in your circle of influence can benefit from. As always, if you have an idea for a show topic or just want to talk, feel free to get with me, Chris at autofixsos.com. Let's get started with episode 64, Leadership Gold. You know you're out in front when. Before we start that, though, I want to ask, um, how'd your application exercises from last week go? Did you actually work on yourself or did you listen to the episode and was like, eh, I don't have time for that? Remember, time blocking is your friend. Work to improve. Second question is, is did you try the mentoring moment? If you got through the first part of it and, and did your application exercises, did you actually physically go out and try to help somebody else in your circle of influence, your employee? Did you try to help mentor them to be a better version of their self? If so, or if not, I'd love to hear from you, hear about how it went. Uh, feel free to drop me an email. Let me know how it's going or give me a call. Okay. So back into the episode. Chapter four in Leadership Gold is when you get kicked in the rear, you know you're out in front. Like if you're not taking punches, you're not in the fight, right? So one of the prices of leadership is criticism. When spectators watch a race or, you know, my background is heavy in football, when when people are watching a game in person or on TV, most of the people are watching the quarterbacks, the receivers, the running backs, all the attention's out on the front runners. I'm a trench guy. I was an offensive lineman, defensive lineman. Very few people watched the game. A lot of criticism from the coaches after the fact when we're getting graded and everything. Boy, those guys are watching the game, but people in the stands are not, right? So for you that are the front runners in your business, you know, people are paying close attention to you. And when you're out in front and you're ahead of the crowd, everything you do attracts attention. Everything you do attracts attention, both good and bad. Okay. So the key point of this is how do you handle criticism? Not everybody handles criticism the same way. Some try to ignore it and just like, ah, I'm not going to read the reviews. I'm not going to read the posts on the internet. For celebrities, that may be fine. But for business people, we need to be listening to our reviews or watching our reviews. If we don't do that, if we don't listen to criticism, how can we ever get better? And that's the name of the game, right? Some people try to defend themselves against it. And I've seen some crazy replies to Google My Business. I even criticized a, a, a business owner wasn't auto repair related. And the, the business owner wanted to fight with me verbally over my reply. And I tried to tell him, I said, look, we need to take this offline. Here's my phone number. Give me a call. But he wanted to battle it out. And it went on for 10 pages. Like I printed it out and it was 10 pages of a reply and response Whenever you reply to things like that, you're not only replying to the person, but you're also doing it so other people can read it. And oh boy, I'm sure a lot of people got some laughs out of that. So be prepared to take criticism and grow from it. It's not a battle. People aren't telling you those things to poke you in the chest, or I don't feel like they are. I think they're 
calling those things out to make you better. So take it for what it is, you know, move on. You know, others use a witty remark to put critics in their place. But no matter what, if you're a leader, you will have to deal with criticism. So you might as well get up to the task and get ready for it. So how do you hold up under criticism? Since all leaders have to deal with negativity and criticism, regardless of position or profession, it's important for them to learn to handle it constructively. Aristotle once said, criticism is something you can avoid easily by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. You know, that's all great. I get his point, but, you know, you know that isn't an option for anyone who wants to be successful as a leader. So really, if there's some things that you want to be able to hold up under criticism, the first one is, is really know yourself, okay? If you're automatically going to be criticized, if you're a leader, what should you do? First, you need to have a realistic view of yourself, and this is going to lay a solid foundation for you to handle criticism successfully. And here's why. So many times when a leader is being criticized, it's really the leadership position that prompts the negative remarks, not so much the people. And if you can separate those two, then you're better off. I hope you understand the difference between the two. Okay. Again, it's the, it's the position, not the individual leader. So you need to be able to separate the two out. And you can do that only when you know yourself again. So if it's criticism directed to the position, don't take it personally. Let it roll off of you. Um, again, knowing yourself well may take some time and effort. Benjamin Franklin once said, there are three things extremely hard, steel, diamond, and to know oneself. But, you know, I would say the effort is worth the reward, right? One of the things that I think you should know, or like the list of things that you should know about yourself are the I am statements or the I statements. These are some of the things that will get you in trouble. But if you know, if you realize the I questions, and are able to move it forward, then that'll be great. So I am impatient and whew, I, re- I I live that one out. I am, for me personally, patience is a virtue and I'm, I fight with that every day. AutoLeap is a cloud-based all-in-one auto repair software that helps to keep complete track of your business from scheduling appointments to managing technicians to generating invoices. Supercharge your growth with AutoLeap. Customers that fully adopt AutoLeap see the following benefits in their first year. revenue growth, with top customers seeing over 100% growth, 75% decrease in no-shows, allowing you to service more customers, three times increase in positive Google reviews, leading to stronger online presence, 50% time saved on administrative tasks, driving increase in operational efficiency. Do it all with AutoLeap. Key features and functions include estimates, invoices, scheduling, Google reviews, inspections, communication, QuickBooks, reporting. Get in touch with AutoLeap to see how you can transform your auto repair shop. For a limited time, if you schedule a demo, sign up with AutoLeap and they will waive the $250 implementation fee. As leaders, another I am statement is I am unrealistic about the time tasks take and how difficult most processes are. I don't like to give a lot of time or effort to people's emotional concerns. I overestimate the ability of others. I assume too much. I want to delegate responsibility too quickly. I want options, so many that I drive everyone crazy. I don't care for rules or restrictions. I determine my priorities quickly and expect others to have similar attitudes. I process issues quickly and want to move on, even when other people aren't ready to. So 
the things I found out about myself are not flattering, but again, knowing's half the battle, right? Those weaknesses are a reality. So the question is, what, what am I or what are you to do about it? First, change yourself. This is a responsibility issue, right? When someone's criticism about me is accurate, then I have a responsibility to do something about it. That is part of being a good leader. If I respond correctly to my critics by examining myself and admitting my shortcomings, then I set myself up to begin making positive changes in my life. There's a, an author, his name's Huxley, I think it is, says, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you mad. Emotions. I talked about this the other day in an in a online group I was in about emotions, like how you can't let the emotions get the best of you. You know, your first reaction to criticism isn't good, typically. And, and usually it's, it's hurt, but often less than likely anger. But usually after your anger subsided, you need to try to determine whether the criticism is constructive or destructive. That's the key. Some say constructive criticism is when I criticize you, but destructive criticism is when you criticize me. And that's not true, right? Like people are either constrict, giving us criticism here are the questions I want you to ask to determine what kind of criticism it is. Number one, who criticized me? Adverse criticism from a wise person is, is more to be desired than the enthusiastic approval of a fool, right? The source often matters. So you have to think who was that criticized you? Number two, how was the criticism given? You need to try to figure out whether the person was being judgmental or whether that person gave you the benefit of the doubt and spoke with kindness. Number three, why was it given? Was it given out of a personal hurt or for your benefit? If somebody's intention was to hurt you, that's one thing. If, so, if it's somebody's intention to be helpful or to benefit you, then that's awesome. Hurting people hurt people. Remember that. They lash out or criticize to try to make themselves feel better, not to help the other person. That's one of the things you have to watch. Like every time you're working through that situation with an employee and you're trying to modify the behavior and they're, they're deflecting, they're giving you all the reasons why they're not the cause of it, that's deflection. So whether the criticism is legitimate or not, what determines whether you grow from or groan under unwanted words is your attitude. So you can only change for the better when you're open to improvement. And for that reason, I want you to think about when I am criticized, I try to maintain the right attitude by one, not being defensive, two, looking for the grain of truth, three, making the necessary changes, and finally, taking the high road. If at all possible, always take the high road. If you do those things, there's a great chance that you'll learn things about yourself, you'll improve as a leader and preserve the relationships that you have with others, okay? Again, how to improve yourself, the next part is accept yourself. And that's a maturity issue. Again, I was talking, we had a, we had a great show the other day with, with Carm, and then I think we were on after the show for another 35 or 40 minutes. You know, I'm almost 50 now, and I'm way more mature now than I was a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. I suffer from imposter syndrome, which if you don't know what that is, it's it's the fact that you things are things may be going so well that you really don't think that you deserve to be there and for whatever reasons you don't belong 
or or you're just faking it and everybody believe, you know whatever you're the imposter but i try to be genuine and every time those those thoughts creep in i just you know pass them aside i'm doing the best i can with what i've got and moving it forward every day and uh, here I am. So I, I say all that to say this, to be the best person you can be and the best leader, you need to be yourself. Whoever, whatever that is, be your genuine self. That doesn't mean that you're not, not willing to grow and change. It just means that you work to become the best you that you can be. And that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. There's a psychologist, Carl, Carl Rogers, who said, uh, the curious paradox is that when I accept myself just as I am, then I can change. Being who you really are is the first step in becoming better than you are. Think about that for just a minute. Another one is forget yourself. You know, the the final step in the process of effectively handling criticism is to stop focusing on yourself. When you're growing up, a lot of a lot of us spend a large amount of time worrying about what the world might think of us. You know, now. I'm almost 50 and I realized the world really didn't care. And the the world really wasn't paying much attention. So secure people forget about themselves so they can focus on others. And by doing that, they can face nearly any kind of criticism, even serve the critic. Okay. As leaders, we must always be serious about our responsibilities, but it isn't healthy for us to take ourselves too seriously. Uh, There's a Chinese proverb that says, blessed are those who can laugh at themselves. They shall never cease to be entertained. The other thing that I keep reminding myself is, you know, sometimes as I'm having these thoughts, imposter syndrome thoughts, things like that, I think about like, gosh, I'm almost 50. If I double that to 100, it's never going to happen. Like, no, I can't think of any males on my dad's side of the family that will live past 70, none that I know of. Uh, there's been a couple that have been in their 80s and 90s on my mother's side. So chances of me doubling up this life are slim to none. And what comforts me now is the fact that I still have some great years ahead of me. And the reason why I'm here is to fill out those years. I think back, I always get these guys mixed up. Uh, Colonel Sanders, he didn't hit it big until he was 50. And the same thing with Truett Cathy, the founder of Chick-fil-A. I think he was 50 when he finally got Chick-fil-A rolling. So I don't know what the hell I'm going to do the next year, but uh, I'm going to be rolling into the next one. I can guarantee you that. So let's talk about the application exercises. For this chapter. Number one, what are your deficiencies? Where do you fall short as a person and as a leader? If you can't answer that question, then you don't really know yourself. If, if I were to add, if we were in a coaching session and I said, what are your two best qualities as a leader and what are your two best deficiencies? If you can't tell me any of that, then, then we got a long ways to go. So if you don't, how will you be able to accept what you cannot change or change what you must to be a better leader. Ask five trustworthy people who know you where you come up short, but be, be prepared to be big about the, the, the feedback you get. Once you get that, then decide what you need to change and what you need to accept. Okay. Number two, how secure are you as a leader? Again, earlier we talked about insecurity and defensiveness are two characteristics. And for me personally, I've, I've seen that prevent many leaders from reaching their potential. When others criticize you, is your first reaction to dismiss what's said, defend yourself or fight back? If that's the case, then your response may hold you back as a leader. 
I want you to think about it and I want you to practice quietness the next time you're criticized. Don't automatically jump back. Don't automatically defend yourself. I want you to listen, take in everything that's said and tell the person that you'll think about the criticism and then take some time to process it on your own. A lot of times we jump into situations that just get a, get us into more trouble. I want you to make sure that you're not doing that. Number three, how can you properly process criticism? I want you to use the three questions from the chapter that we talked about earlier to determine whether some criticism can be helpful to you. One, who criticized me? Two, how was the criticism given? And three, why was it given? And as you ask these questions, start out by giving the critic the benefit of the doubt so that you can be as objective as possible. If the criticism is well-founded, then consider how you can make changes to improve. Again, listen. And finally, here's your, here's your mentoring moment. I want you to work on yourselves, but I also want you to work on those around you, everybody that's in your sphere of influence. I keep using that term. But your mentoring moment is observe how the people you're mentoring handle criticism, not just from you or others who are above them in the leadership hierarchy, but from those who work with them and for them. How do those people respond? Are they open to improvement and change when it's not their own idea? Are they gracious when receiving negative feedback? Do they put the team ahead of their own egos? And when they know that the vision is right, do they treat their critics graciously and take the high road with them? Again, listen to everything that's going around you. And then I want you to share your observations with them and give them concrete suggestions for improvement. It's one thing to be able to recognize it in those around you, but you've got to follow up and you've got to move them forward on their path to enlightenment, so to speak. Okay, let's be helping those around us. All right. This has been Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching. If, if you find yourself struggling in your auto repair business or have a feeling like you don't know what you don't know, but you're eager to learn and grow your business, then feel free to reach out to me, Chris at AutoFixSOS.com, or give me a call at 940-400-1008. Time to get out and rise and grind, everybody. Have a great day. You've been listening to The Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the AftermarketRadioNetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.